Welcome back to the Talks of Life podcast. This week's guest is Helen Hudson. She is a Safe Showman's app founder, Face Snap app CEO, a realtor, and safety advocate. Her mission is to deter criminal behavior against real estate professionals, homeowners, and clients. Helen was in a situation as a realtor that made her fear for her life. Through extensive research, Helen realized that there were no proactive safeguards in place for the real estate industry. She searched for a safety app to help her feel safe going forward and couldn't find one, so she created one. Safe Showings is a mobile app designed to be a proactive approach to real estate safety. She also created FaceSnap. This was developed to provide another layer of safety for people in vulnerable situations such as meeting unfamiliar people for the first time while alone. Safety should always be your first priority. Please share this episode with your friends and family, especially those who are in the real estate industry, ride-sharing drivers, or delivery drivers. Thank you for listening to the Talks of Life podcast. Enjoy this episode, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to help others discover the podcast. Yeah, I'm super excited just to kind of hear your journey about how you became so passionate about uh, safety and promoting that, of course, uh, but more or less, you know, the journey of becoming a realtor and finding your purpose and whatnot. So um, it's all yeah. yours if you want to just uh, begin by introducing, you know, as much as you want to about your background and then kind of moving forward into that uh, real estate experience. Oh, Brittany, thank you so much. It's my pleasure to share my passion about my uh, for safety for our industry and for others as well. Three years ago this past month, uh, I had been a realtor for about six months. So I got my license four years ago this coming July. But exactly three years ago in March, I was showing property. I met a client. A lot of times when we're new in the business, we get a phone call, a lead from the internet from a stranger to want to go see a property. We set the appointment, meet the client at the property. And in this case, I drove up to a neighborhood and instantly I felt uncomfortable. I just didn't feel, it felt like an unsafe area. It was middle of the day. So I parked my car and this house didn't even have a driveway, but you know, I had my Carolina one magnet on the car and I got there early and unlocked the door and had it ready. But the client drove up, I introduced myself and That's when, um, you know, something didn't feel right, but we went in the house, I left the door open. That's what they teach us in real estate. Some of the safety protocols, let the client go in first. Always, you don't want your back to the person you're talking to. And this person got on a cell phone and a minute later, a truck drove up and two guys jumped up on the porch. And that's when my heart stopped. I thought, oh my gosh. Nobody knows where I am or who I'm with. Those two things really made me think about my personal safety and what I needed to change and and how I look at safety. Thankfully, everybody says, Helen, what happened next? You know, (laughs) thankfully, nothing happened to me, but it made a big impact on how I look at safety. I left that situation, situation knowing that I needed to do some research and find out how I could prevent that from happening to me again. The people that jumped up on the porch, they saw my magnet, they saw the for sale sign, and they thought it was okay to stop in and just pop in on a realtor, which it was so innocent, but it still, it it was enough to scare me. Mm -hmm. So I went home and I did research. I found out, unfortunately, that over 200 realtors have been murdered. And in our industry, uh, a high percent of realtors have experienced fear, just like I have. Um, 
on upwards of 80% of realtors fear for their personal safety or have had a situation like I have. And so that kind of led me to see, hey, the next step, if I'm going to do something to change for my own self, I have to do some research. I have to find out, are there any tools out there that Helen can use to be proactive about safety? And I did the research and I found that there's a lot of good tools, but they're all reactive. And if you can visualize that day, me sitting, standing in a house with a buyer and two men jump up on the porch and it's one woman with three men in the home, that's too late if I want to call for help. Mm-hmm. That's a reactive approach. Even if I had a gun in my purse, that would have been too late because the criminal doesn't know I'm in control of my safety. That's the key difference. That's what I wanted to fix. That's a little bit of the background, how the dream started three years ago was based on an experience that I felt. So I'm curious, how did your um, colleagues or even your broker handle that situation for you? Did they kind of increase their own safety protocols for, you know, the realtors that were continuing sales or what, what did that look like for them? Yeah, when I talked to um, state associations, local associations, and even the company I work for is Realty One, everybody agrees. And when I would go for two years, I traveled to different trade shows and events and people come up to my booth and nine out of 10 people have a story to tell me. So we know it's, it's, it's top of mind when you're getting your license, it's taught when we take our classes, it's taught to be safe. Um, we have of the 200 murders, we, one of the ladies that was murdered is well-known in our industry. And her son is um, Carl Carter, Beverly Carter was murdered, I believe it's six years ago, this past September. And most people know about her story. So there is a level of awareness, but my concern is our industry hasn't done much about it. They, because we are independently, you know, we're not, uh, uh, we're, we're self-employed. I, I don't know why there's not more focus on making it a mandate policy or procedure that we have accountability for every person we show property to. I like to share an analogy. I used to, right out of college, I was apartment manager. And now if you and I were to go see an apartment in many states in the U.S., if you don't have a driver's license, they will not let you see an empty apartment. But we bring into people in your house that could be on the market, not knowing that they have a criminal background. We bring them into your house. They can look and see where your security systems are, where you store your valuables, where your child's bedroom is, and they could come back in a week or a month. And to me, that's that's just so bizarre. I can't understand how the apartment industry is, they've been doing it for 20 years. They've been making sure they get a driver's license to see an empty apartment, but we're bringing people into the most expensive commodity that you'll ever purchase. And there's no protocol, no protocol. Some people will say, hell no, I always take people to our office and I sign them in uh, so that the secretary knows I'm going out, but that doesn't happen very often. That doesn't. And then some folks will say, oh, oh, we have a, a system in place. If, if we're ever under attack or whatever, we just, we call the office and say, send the red file. Send the red file. How antiquated is that idea? How would that have helped me when I had that situation where I'm feel, feel, feeling that I'm vulnerable? 
you can't think to dial a phone. It's too late. So I, I, I just really want to uh, step back and have everybody understand we've got to change how we look at our own personal safety. I even coined the phrase, I guess, uh, I, I, Helen Hudson, was more concerned about the sale than my personal safety. And that needs to change. And our buyers understand it. If they're uh, seriously looking to buy a home and they're, they, you know, they're a good client, they're not going to push back on having an image taken of their face. Uh, they, they would want that same step done if their own home was on the market. And that's how we position it with the realtors. Sure. We also tell them, hey, you know, have a conversation early. You know, I'm going to talk to you and we're setting the appointment. You want to see that house on Saturday at two o'clock. I just want you to know that our company cares about your safety, my safety and the homeowner's safety. And what we do is we just take a quick image of your face before we unlock a door. Then they know that they're going to be asked to do that. So it's not as awkward. And they also respect you because you care. You're in control of your safety, their safety, and the homeowner safety. For sure. Now, I do understand that you, um, you're you kind of the face behind two different apps. Um, so Safe Showings is the one that you're talking about, of course, and then FaceSnap. I can't remember which one came first, if you want to talk a little bit okay. more about that. Yeah, I knew the day that I had that experience three years ago. I knew that this wouldn't be only applicable to our industry. Uh, but because I'm a realtor and I am passionate about safety and I see a big gap, a big service need, a need for a problem that needs to be solved, I wanted to start with safe showings and we launched it. Um, the idea was three years ago, the app was developed in September of that year. And then right at the same time, I knew that I would end up spinning off another app and I created the name came up with the name FaceSnap because it describes what it does. It's what makes it unique. It's the proactive approach. The apps are similar. They, they have different colors, backgrounds, but Safe Showings has more features for, for the real estate industry, such as open houses. When you're doing an open house, the timer starts. I greet people at the door. There might be, in this market, we have people lined up to see houses. So I greet them at the door before they come inside because 99% of murders happen when you're inside the home. Mm -hmm. I just say, hey, y'all are welcome to come in. But yeah, a homeowner has required that I be accountable for every person that comes into their house. I need an image of your face and it click, click, click. So that's one of the different features that Safe Showings has. But Face Snap works the same way. It's just the verbiage is a little different. It's start your event, you press a button, the timer starts. And this works for every time you meet a stranger. Think about it. Dating sites, Uber, Lyft, Taxi, Craigslist, Facebook, Marketplace. I had a home repairman come in to repair a freezer. I just greeted the person on the front steps and said, hey, I care about my personal safety. I need to get an image of your face. And they didn't push back at all. So those both apps were pretty much the same. Yeah. And do you think they're pretty user-friendly as far as age group goes? Um, as long as you have a smartphone, I suppose, right? And know how to use that. <laughs> I'm going to write a book about it one day because I'm 56. So I'm the average age of a realtor and I am not a tech technology geek at all. People, when I say I developed two apps, they're, they're looking at me 
like I have three heads. You you know how to do that? <laughs> I get this hair real, you know, I'm a blonde and I just have an idea. So it is super easy. It's very logical. That's how my brain works. It, I would love to demo it for you, but it's it's basically it walks you through what to do. You you register, you download the app from the Apple Store or that for Android, it's Google Play. You download the app and the first step is to register and put in your three emergency contacts. We ask that you identify if it's a brother, sister, or a friend. And then um, you only do that once. You enter the three emergency contacts and you're ready to start your event for FaceSnap. You press a button. I'm getting in an Uber. I press the create event button. The timer starts. I walk up to the Uber driver and I say, hey, I just need an image of your face. I care about my safety. That stops a criminal from harming me because the number one fear that they have is not the punishment for their crime, it's getting caught. So if that Uber driver had intentions to harm me, they probably would speed off or they would they would not harm me. They would take me to where I need to go and go harm someone that's more vulnerable. And it works both ways with FaceSnap. That's another unique thing about FaceSnap. It works for the Uber driver the Lyft driver, if I'm picking someone up and it's late at night and I want to be in control, use it all the time, but it, it, you can use it when you want as well. But just, hey, y'all are welcome to get in the car, but I need an image of your face. Why are you doing that? Well, I care about my safety. So does Uber. You might want to download this app and use it for your, for your use as well, but it, it puts you in control of safety. Yeah. As long as you get me to the next destination <clears throat> safely, nothing will happen if, if that doesn't occur, my three emergency contacts are going to be alerted the exact location. And it works even when I'm in an Uber, I can see the exits going by on the app. So it works as you're rolling. It knows your exact GPS location. So my emergency contacts know who I'm with, where I am, and an image of their face. So the authorities can prosecute and find the person, the criminal. Sure. So is that information sent to them via text? Because that's how they're, that's how they're Yes. Side, I guess. Okay. So, yeah, the three emergency contacts get a link. It's, mm -hmm. it's like hyperlink and it shows your, the you know, a ping, your exact okay. GPS coordinates. It shows if you put in, you can skip, there's a step where it says, who are you meeting with? I might not put the Uber driver's name in there. So I, I can skip that step. But if you want to put who you're meeting with, if it's a date, you just set up that I'm going on match.com and I know I'm meeting John Smith. I, already populate his information because it's in my phone and then my three emergency contacts would have his name his my exact location and an image of his face if I don't end that event safely or in my showing safely when you're down to five minutes on both apps it says hey you're getting ready to call your emergency contacts you get a text are you safe if you are it resets your timer if you press a button I love it I think it's such a great Great thing, and it does blow my mind that there's not, I guess, another. Th I guess there are a few apps like it, but like you're saying, they're not as pro, um, proactive, proactive rather than reactive. So, yeah, please dive a little bit deeper into that. It's. I think we just don't really think about the difference until you see something visual. I have a flyer. It's. I can pull it up for you. But basically, picture. Um, that situation again where I'm standing on the porch two people and then the buyer is also in the house and a gun would have been reactive because I would have to grab it they don't know I have a gun mace and pepper spray same thing a whistle or even calling 911 is reactive at that point 
because they didn't know it ahead of time. Examples of proactive are um, doorbell alarms. Everybody knows what those are now. So a, a criminal will probably skip a house that has a doorbell camera. Um, same thing as a sticker in your window that says you have alarm system or a dog. Statistics show criminals don't want to be caught, so they'll go to a house that's less protected. And proactive is our app, because before you have your meeting, you're telling the person, I care about my personal safety. I got an image of your face. Don't mess with me. That's better than a gun. So that's kind of the way we look at it. They know you control. And I think now more than ever, people, um, you know, the criminals that don't want to be caught, they, they don't want their face, you know, <laughs> clip because more or less they've been they're wanted for other crimes or you know just have been <laughs> sure yeah have previous experience so it is um you know it's unfortunate that we do think of making the the profit or the sale before our own safety you know even uh, my experience being a, a pizza delivery driver or even um, uber driving you know i always cut myself off at like 11 o'clock because i knew you know people started drinking more things can get a little bit more unsafe for me as a driver and yeah when i didn't when i you know kind of took that risk of okay let's 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 make that extra 50 dollars. it's it's um it's surging you know it's like yeah. i kind of found myself in in different positions where i didn't want to be in and yeah i wish i would have um i guess had more awareness and understanding of an app or the ability to at least have yeah, access to something like this. It's uh, some questions that come up when I do Zoom calls are, well, if a criminal wants to kill you in the front yard, which that would be rare, and they destroy your phone, what happens? As long as you start the event before you meet the stranger, you've created the event or started the showing and you put in who you're meeting with, your, your emergency contacts will still be sent the link of where you are and who you're with. Even if that phone is destroyed and the way that works is everything goes to our cyber secure cloud. So um, their, their picture, your picture of your face does not go to my phone on, on my camera roll. It goes to the cloud, which is over my head. <laughs> but um, that, that is a smart way of doing it. Because if it, something does go bad, you don't want to, um, if the phone's destroyed, you want your emergency contacts to still know that you're, you need help. There is a button under the menu side where if, if I feel something right away is off, I can press an emergency button and it calls 911 and sends my emergency contacts a link of my exact location and who I'm with. That, that happens in 10 seconds. <laughs> um, I do remember you sharing something about it collecting, uh, maybe it kind of creates a profile for the person you're Yes. Like you create a rating for them after, you know, it's all, all good, safe, they're, they're not crazy or didn't make me feel at risk, right? Right. From a safety aspect, it has a five-star rating. That's okay. one of the factors. But that's at the end, right? When you end the showing or end your event, it sends, it sends you to a screen that says five-star rating, just like when you ride in an Uber or Lyft. It makes you put one or four stars five stars. It doesn't like let you skip. You don't have to write a note, but there is a note section. And that's so if you do want to send a message to the next person that that meets this person, they're going to see that message. It's not meant to be discriminatory. It's purely for safety. It's, it, it works for both apps and the note. As long as that person that you met with has the same phone number, the next person that that 
that person engages is going to see the note. Okay. Yeah. So then I, I assume, yeah, that's more of your <laughs> a little bit deeper into the business side of it. Uh, but you have like relationships with the different counties and states. Um, now we have partnerships with North Carolina, South Carolina, California, Ohio, Washington State, New Jersey, and we're working to to grow that. That's just been since June when we released the native app. For Safe Showings individual, it's less than a cup of coffee. It's $4.99 per month or $49.99 per year. And then we have rates for groups, associations, and MLSs. Those are the, the bigger groups, and we're running a promotion right now. I wanted to make it almost free. That's what I'm kind of calling the promotion for any size group, um, no matter how many people, if it's 50 or more, it's $200 a month or 2000 a year for that whole state. Mm-hmm. I'm reaching back out to our current partners to offer that to them. For uh, FaceSnap, it doesn't have all the features. We're launching it for free. free. And that's because we want people to use it. We're trying to spread the word and the faster we get the downloads, the faster everybody knows about it and they have a tool that protects them. Love it, love it, love it. Um, So what are your hopes for the future, you know, and using technology for safety and, you know, as the tech world kind of seems to start taking over more and more, I think maybe we think we're cyber safe, right? But, you know, there still is a real world out there where we, again, might might overlook safety. Um, So what's your hope for that with using technology for protecting others? Um, My vision's always been to fulfill a purpose. I think we're all here for a reason. And I I feel that this is no accident that I had that situation of fear and I've turned it into a business. My goal is to save lives and give people the tool to arm themselves and be protected, not to be vulnerable, but to be in control of their safety. And there's just so many horrible things that have happened over time, and I seem to see more in the news, not less, about people that are vulnerable and they lose their life. So I think if we start, I'm, I'm creating a movement for safety, and I'm changing the way we look at safety because it's not as comfortable to say, like you mentioned, and I said I was more concerned about the sale than my own safety. And for FaceNap, you might be a little uncomfortable. Am I going to offend the Uber driver? Are they discriminating? We got to remove that school of thought and think this is my life. I'm protecting myself and there's nothing to be ashamed about for that. I want it to become just so commonplace that people, oh, you're not using FaceNap? Oh, it should be because it could save your life. That's my vision is it's going to become so popular from an aspect for safety that people are going to use it. And it's going to save a life. If it saves one life, I feel like I've done just what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's still just the beginning stages and phases. I mean, of course, COVID kind of slowed a lot of people's businesses and plans down. Um, But, you know, there's no, no reason we can't continue to have conversations like this and organically market and talk about you know, why people are creating things like this and why it's so important, of course. Our website is www.safeshowings.com. We have a lot of information where you can read more about safe showings. There's TV interviews, radio, press releases, just different 
things that you can see on our, we have a blog as well. And then for FaceNap, it's thefacenap.com, T-H-E-F-A-C-E-S-N-A-P.com. That's more of a landing page right now. It's, it's just a simple link that does have our video. Both of our sites have a tutorial video, how the app works, and they're very short and you can kind of get a good feel for how each screen looks and how it, how to operate it. Of course. I wanted to congratulate you on being featured in the article about the nine top real estate safety apps that you should know about. So that is super exciting. Yeah. I had about an hour interview with a safety lady in our industry. She's been in, in our industry for over 25 years promoting safety. Crazy. She wrote the article and it was just my pleasure to hear her feedback. She's been around a lot longer than I have. She was looking for a lot of different apps and she interviewed everyone and we were ranked in the top. The National Association of Realtors website under safety resources, there's 15 or so right now that you can pull off our industry website. Um, there may be other ones out there that are coming on the market pretty quickly. Mine's different because it prompts you to take an image of a face. Sure. That's the key differentiator for us. Mm. Proactive. Right. I love it. Well, congratulations again. And um, thank you so much for being open to this opportunity and sharing your story. Thank you. It's my pleasure. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you too, Helen. We'll keep in touch. <laughs> okay. Thanks. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.